Welcome to the Dogsthorpe Infant School Launchpad. Eddie has his paw excitedly poised over the launch button and he has some great guests waiting to meet us. So just sit back and enjoy the show. This is your captain speaking. We've been cleared for departure. Okay, Eddie, start the countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the new weekly launchpad, Eddie's launchpad. We now welcome Simon Blower, the co-founder of Pobble. Oh, thanks for inviting me along, Dave. Yeah, my, my honour to be on. Could you explain to us a little bit about what you offer schools, children, parents? I found writing difficult at school. And I think when I first sort of set up the platform, to give you a bit of context, um, I was a, a school teacher and deputy head for, for 16 years here in, in Harrogate in North Yorkshire. And at the time of starting Pobble, I was teaching a group of 39 year five children, lots of children with special educational needs, English as an additional language. Um, and writing was a, a barrier for lots of those children. So first and foremost, I, I just wanted to give them things to write about, which is you know one of the reasons for creating Pobble 365. I wanted to keep them some help along the way. So Lots of the lessons that we put on the Pobble platform are, offer quite a lot of structure, you know, vocabulary. I know <laughs> I played golf with a vocabulary ninja last week who's a good friend of mine. I believe he might have been on a recent podcast. Indeed, yes. Yeah, vocabulary is really, really important. Um, sentence structure. So, you know, providing those small little steps. Um, and, and again, we, we, we provide that structure. We provide that, that end point. We also have a brilliant blog. So again, you know, if you if you do a search Pobble blog, um, you know, again, free resource for anybody. Within there, we, we provide really useful articles from teachers, from parents. There's a brilliant blog that springs to mind from a, a teacher of the early years who uses our images every day to get her children just to mark make for the first time. Um, so they have like a picture of the day, they call it. Um, and the children go in and they talk about the picture because, again, talk is really important before you even get to that stage of writing. So, yeah, there's, there's lots of useful resources in there, but it is about almost trying to take them on that journey, um, thinking about particularly, you know, with being an infant school, those, those really young children at the, at the beginning of their writing journey. As mentioned, anybody can sign up to Pobble, first of all. And give it a whirl for free. So that, that's a really important thing to be aware of. We, we give you access to some of the premium features. Uh, we give you free chances to use some of the premium lessons. So again, you know, being a school teacher and leader for many years, we, we know that budgets are really tight. We then have everything from individual subscriptions. So if an individual teacher or a couple of individual teachers want to sign up, that's approximately £4 a month. Um, and that gives them access to all of the premium content. All the way through to, you know, we want every teacher in our school to be able to access all of the content is about £500. And then in addition to that, or as a separate, as mentioned, we also have an online moderation platform as well. So certainly those school leaders that are listening in, um, statutory writing moderation obviously returns this year. We've been working on a really um, important project, I guess, for the last 12 months where we've tried to look at how schools, and I know you're part of a, of a multi-academy trust, 
can moderate between schools without necessarily having to travel. Um, and obviously with the challenges of COVID, we got, a, we got a grant to develop that part of the platform. We've been working with the Standards and Testings Agency looking at that project as well. So um, that allows schools for a couple of hundred pounds to be able to buy access to the online moderation piece to develop in-school moderation, but also as mentioned, to be able to take that cross-school moderation piece online as well. And actually, if you then factor in the time that's saved, supply cover, um, actually the benefits to the environment of people not driving across the city and towns, actually that's a really low cost for something that we know schools have to do. So again, if there any school leaders are listening, um, it's a relatively new part of Pobble, but we're now working with 20 local authorities delivering moderation. So um, yeah, if any school leaders are listening, um, I'd definitely be happy to explain that part of the platform in a bit more detail to them. And just to add to that, sorry, uh, one last thing. If anybody's listening and wants to know a bit more about what we do, if they visit pobble.com, um, and I'm, I'm sure you'll share the links afterwards, Dave, we have a dedicated training area. So that's places where even parents can go and look at little video clips of you know the aspects of the platform that we have. Um, but also I run webinars, free webinars, where again, teachers, school leaders can sign up um, to see some of these tools in action as well. So again, if anybody is listening, um, I'll share a link to the training page afterwards. Um, that's a good place to also go and see what we offer. This podcast is brought to you by Eddie Edster, the Dogsthorpe Infant School Wellbeing Dog, bringing hugs, paw shakes and high fives. This Cavalier King Charles Spaniel helps our stars to dream, believe, shine. Well, we had to get this guest on because her resources are dream, believe, read. And as you know, listeners, Dogsthorpe infants, dream, believe, shine. So it's great to have on the show, Leanne Brown. Oh, thank you very much for having me. It's an absolute honour and a pleasure to be here and talk to you today. I am actually a qualified English teacher and I started my career 14, 15 years ago in secondary school English. Um, loved my job. You know, it was everything I'd always wanted to be from being a little girl Um and, you know, I was living the dream. I was an English teacher and I, I had a passion for literature and it was just amazing. Um, but there were times when I just felt like I needed something more to help children. I wanted to help in a more specific way. So I actually went into special educational needs teaching um, at a school for children um, with social, emotional and mental health problems. And whilst I was there, I was, you know, again, absolutely loved it. Felt like I was, you know, getting what I needed in terms of helping children. Um, but I often found that children really struggled to understand, explain, talk about mental health because they didn't know what it was. It's hard as an adult to express that you're feeling sad one day but you don't know why and you can't explain it so for a child it's so so difficult to try and explain that their emotional well-being is is not as it should be and just to try and take this stigma away from you know it's okay to feel sad and not know why and know what to do when you do feel like that um, so I just kind of thought, I'm going to write a story. 
about um, a little boy who is very shy, very timid, um, finds things quite difficult in terms of, you know, having the confidence and self-belief in his own world. But when he goes to sleep at night, he goes into these different places, these magical places, and he absolutely flourishes in his dreams. Um, and one night he stumbles across um, a monster um, who takes him to a place called Monster Mountain. And when he gets there, he realises that the monsters all have different emotional well-being needs. Some, something is bothering um, the majority of them that live there. Um, some of them really struggle with it. Some of them haven't yet identified it. Um, and he helps them. He helps them find a way to cope with what is bothering them, how to identify it, um, and what kind of strategies they can use to overcome it, but not necessarily always overcoming it, just having to live with it in a daily life. Um, and then he takes that message himself back to his normal life and either applies it to himself or somebody that he knows in his normal life. Um, so I just created this world of Monster Mountain, working on the principle of that monsters in your head idea that mental health can be like monsters in your head and, you know, people can't see it, but they're there. Um, so I created all these different monsters um, who suffer with anxiety, some suffer with depression, um, some have OCD, ADHD, um, and it's just, it, it, it intertwines the monsters to, and you can pick up subtly in the story um, some of the traits of some of the monsters. So each book focuses on one particular mental health area. So the first book um, focuses on anxiety. Um, but you can see in the other monsters um, some of their traits. And then in future books, I will revisit that particular monster and focus in on that particular monster. Um, and it, it's, it was just a way of creating this world for children where they can sit and go, oh, I feel like that. And then using the techniques that I've put into the book to help them it's not going to fix them it's not going to you know make things absolutely perfect for them but it might help a little bit and that is what I wanted to kind of take away that feeling of fear and just utter hopelessness that you can feel when you have mental health and just give them this little bit of hope that there are things that they can do that will make them feel better. And to know that they're not alone, the amount of people that think it must only be me. Um, why do I feel like this? So I just wanted to kind of have this idea that you're not alone. There's so many people, adults, children, who feel like this on a daily basis but don't know how to express it. And that's what I wanted my books to do. It was just that simple. I wanted children to be able to go, oh, that sounds like me, or that will help me. Um, and the amount of children that I've had or parents who've contacted me and said, 
oh, I can hear my son or daughter doing your breathing techniques at night time, or they've got something big coming up in school, so they've got anxiety about it, and they've done some of your techniques, and it's really helped. Um, I've had some parents say to me, oh, even I've tried it, and it's been a success for them. Um, And I just think, well, that's just wonderful, because that means that that little boy or that little girl has gone to sleep that night feeling a little bit better. Um, And mental health is in such a crisis that there's got to be something that people can do just to make children feel a little bit better until they can get the professional help and interventions that they might need. It's just something that can help them now. Um, And, you know, the waiting times and the pressures on the mental health professionals is just so immense that sometimes it's like trying to tell a child you're going to have to wait 18 months for somebody to help you. They don't quite understand, well, but I, I, I need help now. And, you know, the professionals are doing everything that they possibly can. But I just thought if my books could just help a child a little bit, then that's that's a step forward. That's one step forward in their mental health journey. Um, so that really is the basic story behind my books. Um, so my first one came out in January and that was based on anxiety. And the idea will be that um, Daniel, the little boy, goes back to Monster Mountain. And when he gets there, there's a totally different story include involving a different monster So the second book, which probably will be out in January next year now, um, is about depression. And it's just, it's recognising that you might feel certain ways and there isn't always a quick fix, but it's also learning to live with that feeling in the sense of, I accept that today I feel sad. So it's about like living through that process and being in that moment of, okay, I'm sad today. So what kind of things can I do to make myself feel better? And to kind of get that message across that, you know, tomorrow might be better and you're not going to feel sad forever. Um, It doesn't matter if there's no reason why you feel sad. Um, And just live in that moment of today, I feel sad. So if that means that, you know, I need extra cuddles today from my parents or I need to spend some time with my friends or do something that I like to do or get out in the fresh air. And, you know, it's about picking up on those things. And the second book does that. You see a, um, a monster called Preston who's feeling really sad and hopeless and he just doesn't know why, doesn't know how to explain it. And Daniel just sits and accepts that that's how he feels and doesn't ask him 300 questions, doesn't say, oh, will you be okay tomorrow? Or, you know, don't be silly. Um, He just accepts it. He accepts that Preston feels sad. And for today, we're going to have to live through that moment of him feeling sad. Um, and, And that is how really the series will go. Um, so again, then book three will come and it'll focus on something else in the hope that, you know, children could pick up one book or they could read the series. Um, you could dip in and out of it as a teacher or a parent. Um, and it's just, you know, it's just been so well received. And I, I, you know, I feel extremely lucky and honored that there's so many children that have read my book and it's helped them. 
Um, I feel honoured about that. That is what I wanted. Often children say to me, are you rich, is one of the questions I get. And I think, well, yeah, I'm rich in, you know, pride that children are being helped by my books in some kind of way. Um, And because of the teacher in me, I decided to create a resource book as well. Um, So the resource book can be used by parents. It can be used by schools, professionals. And it's it's 100 pages of activities that can get children to open up about how they're feeling, um, learn to accept that that's how they feel. Um, And it's just a nice, it's something that they could do in school, you know, with PSHE. and it's just, an, you know, it's something that you can dip in and out of or you could follow it as a full programme. Um, you could actually do the resource book without reading the, the actual story book because, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, you're filling up like a gratitude jar and those types of things. Um, but I just wanted to just do that something extra. So if some children read the book and they don't quite necessarily get the message or they don't pick up on certain things, then parents, teachers, professionals could then um, use the resource book as something to help them. Or if you have a child who comes to you in school and, you know, they've just had such a bad time lately, as a teacher, you just you just want to help them. You just, you know, things kind of go out the window and the priority is to look after that child and you just want them to be okay. So there's some lovely activities in the resource book as well that you can do those kind of things with. Obviously, children love that allegoric way, you know, this how Daniel relates to the to the monsters. Does Daniel teach the, the, the different monsters he meets uh, the, the techniques? Yes. So, for example, in book one, we meet Shelley, who is very anxious. She doesn't like to stand up in front of people and talk about things. And the monsters have this weekly meeting where they catch up with each other and she finds it really hard. She gets really bad anxiety. You know, she gets those typical anxious feelings of, you know, I feel sick, I feel sweaty. Um, And Daniel gives her some techniques not in a preachy way of you must do this, but in a very, have you tried? Um, so you'll find things like breathing techniques. Um, there's a grounding exercise. Um, and although it's not necessarily in your face, right, this is what we're going to do right now. This will help you. It might help children just pick up on small things. So the grounding exercise that they do Um, they actually see a butterfly and Daniel like says like what colours can you see and it's things like that that um, are embedded within the story to help children because you know I didn't want it to be preachy because I I don't want children to feel like when they read it like oh god just someone else telling me you've got to do this but I just thought the idea of it being embedded they might think oh I'll do that and you know I can do that breathing technique at night time and that might help me um and then once Daniel goes back to his real world he either applies those techniques himself um or he helps somebody in his real world so like in the first book he he helps himself um and he uses those techniques 
in the second book, he actually helps his neighbour. Um, and it's things like that. So, so yes, he does give the techniques in there, but it's not a, you must do this. So if people are interested, they've heard this great resource book and the, the stories, where can they get them or have a look at them? So um, you can get them from Amazon, either under my name or just type in Daniel's Dreams, Monster Mountain. Um, or you can um, visit my website, which is www.dreambelieveread.co.uk. Um, and my resources are on there. My books are on there. So you can, you know, you can just purchase them. And then I, I, it's me that sends them out then rather than Amazon. Mrs Waters and it's Friday. How are you? Have you had an amazing week of learning? I hope so. I've been listening out and you've been thinking about your new topics. How exciting have they been? Castles in year one and two and in reception, superheroes. How amazing is our half term going to be with those topics? So we've had parents evening for year one and year two this week. Thanks for answering our calls, parents and carers. I know teachers really appreciated a little chat with you about your child's learning and progress. And don't forget everybody's target of reading at home. So important. So please, please make that a target. We won't send any of the home learning other than reading. You can do it. I know you can. So today, another podcast goes live. It was only going to be monthly and we've got so many guests and visitors that want to appear on our podcast and tell us all about the job they do and the things that they help children learn that we've had to go much more than monthly. In fact, it's going to be every week. How special is that? So tune in to Eddie's Launchpad podcast later today. And there was one on Monday as well. So sit down with a cup of tea and listen to both two of them. Thank you. Have an amazing weekend. Take lots of care. Keep warm because it's been very cold today and all all through the week. So make sure you keep warm and snuggly. And let's do it. Be kind. Be respectful. And don't forget to dream, believe and shine. Thanks everyone and parents don't forget to check Parent Mail. We've sent letters out this week so have a little look at those. Take care, have a good weekend. Bye! Well, that's it for another show, folks. Thanks for listening to Eddie the Wellbeing Dogs podcast for parents, children, teachers and schools. Eddie and Captain Dave will be back again soon with another episode of Eddie's Launchpad. And from everyone at Dogsthorpe Infant School, it's goodbye until we meet again on the learning journey to dream, believe and shine. Five, four, three... Two, one.
You're listening to Eddie Edster's Launchpad, part of the Hampton Academies Trust.